Welcome to A Spin on Offshore Wind, the podcast brought to you by Energy Coast, Northeast England's offshore wind cluster. I'm Caroline Lofthouse, and in this podcast, I'll be bringing you industry insights, project updates, and news from the UK's leading region for offshore wind and further afield. Don't forget to subscribe so each episode drops into your chosen podcast app or find it on energycoast.co.uk. In this episode, we'll be looking at the most significant offshore wind development in the UK, Doggerbank Wind Farm, with its Northeast stakeholder manager, Tom Nightingale. I'll also be talking to Claire Canning, who is the Offshore Wind Growth Partnership Programme Manager, about the partnership and how it supports innovation in the sector. Welcome to Tom in the studio and Claire, who joins us down the line from the ORE Catapult. Tom. So by way of a bit of a background, give us your elevator pitch with the facts and figures about Doggerbank Wind Farm. Thanks, Caroline. Well, Doggerbank Wind Farm is going to be the world's largest offshore wind farm upon completion. It's been built in an area of Sandbank in the North Sea, about 130 kilometres off the northeast coast, um, directly east of Newcastle. And it's a joint venture between Equinor, SSE Renewables and ENI Plenitude. Um, so in terms of how that um, works in practice. SSE will be responsible for construction of the wind farm and then Equinor will be responsible for operations over the project's 35-year lifetime. And it's going to generate a lot of electricity, so 3.6 gigawatts in total, which can power around 6 million homes or 5% of UK demand. And we're building it in three phases, A, B and C, um, and in total represents one of the UK's largest infrastructure projects, so around 9 billion investment. And a fun fact, just one spin of the Halliadex turbine will be able to power a UK home for two days. Wow, that's absolutely fantastic. Thanks for those facts, Tom. Um, with its proximity to the northeast coastline, this region has an important role to play in the wind farm's development and subsequent operations. What, oppor- what opportunities sorry, and investments is that bringing to northeast England? Well, first of all, Caroline, North East England's already one of the leading clusters in the UK for offshore wind with a large existing energy supply chain, lots of ports, um, the world's leading testing facility, offshore renewable energy catapult in Blythe, and there's already wind farms here in operation and also being built like Doggerbank Wind Farm. Lots and lots of companies in the area are investing in either enhancing their capabilities or building new facilities, and lots of these have actually been supported with government funding um, so an example is Sears Tower Facility at Teesworks or Smulders in Walls End and JDR Cables building a new plant in Blythe. And this all helps to develop a more competitive UK supply chain, which is really, really important. Um, but to keep building on this type of investment, a larger pipeline of projects is needed. Um, so we've just had allocation round four, which has added to the pipeline, and Scotwind also added 25 gigawatts of future potential. So we're hopeful lots of these projects will need products and services supplied by the northeast supply chain. On Doggerbank itself, we've got companies from SMEs to Tier 1 OEMs working on the project, and this is creating lots and lots of jobs in the region. Fantastic, thanks. And thanks for explaining um, what Energy Coast is there as well as the leading offshore wind cluster. Um, Lots of great opportunities for supply chain, and obviously building a robust supply chain is integral um, to the success of Doggerbank. How are the developers and its tier one contractors, how are they engaging with suppliers and what opportunities really are out there for them? Well, for Doggerbank, we've worked really hard with business development organisation NOF to run a series of events to introduce the local supply chain to our tier one contractors. 
Um, and this is really important because it's our responsibility to try and help make those connections. And um, we've had great examples such as Smulders awarding the Cathodic Protection Contract um, to Metech, who are based in South Tyneside. And Demi placed the order um, for cable protection systems with Tecmar, which was the largest order in their history. And we're also trying to be quite innovative around our supply chain activities for operations as well. So running a series of events, including Meet the O&M Buyer, an innovation workshop, skills webinar, and we'll also be having a tour of our new facility at the Port of Tyne. And this facility itself is also a great example of innovation and supply chain opportunity. It's designed to the UK's net zero building framework standard, which brings the sustainability ethos of the project onshore. And as a construction project as well, it allowed us to work with a supply chain almost all from the northeast of England with over 50% of the spend within South Tyneside itself. That's absolutely great. Um, it's Thanks for the introduction to NOF there as well, Tom, as a UK-based um, business development organisation supporting companies across the energy sector. Um, it sounds like you do an absolutely fantastic with um, UK content and regional content, and it's great to hear about what you're doing on um, Net Zero as part of the clean energy growth um, agenda as well. Do you think it's the role of developers to drive innovation? I'm sort of thinking about innovation about the project now in relation to supply chain, but do you think it's the role of developers to help drive innovation within the supply chain? And how is Doggerbank Wind Farm helping to do that? Well, I think it's absolutely our responsibility to do that. And on Doggerbank, we have the most powerful turbines available being used. We'll be using the 14 megawatt Halliadex on the third phase of the wind farm. Um, it's the UK's first HVDC-connected wind farm and will have the world's first unmanned HVDC offshore substations. Um, and these are a 50% increase on the previous 800 megawatt offshore substations that have been used. Um, a few years ago, lots of people thought that wasn't possible. Um, for GE's Halliadex, we've also worked a lot with the offshore renewable energy catapult where the blades are being tested, which is great for research and development in the UK. And we also see digitalisation as an opportunity for the supply chain, especially SMEs. So hopefully we can find lots of companies in the region uh, and in the UK to support this. Um, and some of the funding programmes are great ways to help advance companies or help them transition into offshore wind as well. Perfect. Um, lots of firsts on uh, Doggerbank Wind Farm, which is absolutely um, great to hear. And fantastic to hear that you're working with the URE Catapult. Um, as we, as our listeners might know, Energy um, Coast, the chair of Energy Coast is Tony Quinn, who is also the test and validation director at the URE Catapult. Um, talking about the ORE catapult, that's a good point um, to bring Claire in. Um, so I'm going to introduce, ask Claire to introduce herself um, and give us, give our listeners a little bit of background about herself and um, the Offshore Wind Growth Partnership. Thanks, Caroline. Um, sure. So my name is Claire Canning, and I'm one of the program managers for the Offshore Wind Growth Partnership, specifically looking at the the grant funding side of the support that we offer. Um, to give you a little bit of background or introduction to the Growth Partnership, it was established in 2019 as one of the key work streams following the Offshore Wind Sector Deal. Its primary focus is really to support the growth of UK offshore wind supply chain specifically helping companies to increase their competitiveness and maximise their chances of winning work within the sector. 
One of the sector deal commitments was to achieve 60% UK content and UK offshore wind farms by 2030. So the growth partnership was set up as a mechanism to help the industry achieve that commitment by providing support directly to ambitious companies either already operating in the supply chain or for those that are looking to transition into the sector with a really clear focus on creating jobs, exports, increasing company turnover and um, UK-based intellectual property. The programme itself is funded privately by members of the Offshore Wind Industry Council with a kind of headline figure of £100 million over 10 years. Um, And that funding is to provide that direct support to UK businesses. The delivery of the programme is through ORE Catapult. So as you mentioned, I am an ORE Catapult employee. So I work with a small but perfectly formed team to engage with UK businesses, finding out what their challenges are and doing our best to provide the most suitable support. Perfect. That's great. Thanks, Claire. If I could just bring Tom in at this point at this point as well, in terms of kind of what the Offshore Wind Growth Partnership do, um, you know, is that really helping you to... Um, find and establish sort of more companies to help you as part of your commitments to UK content, Tom? It's definitely helping the sector overall. So I think um, a great example is one of the local um, funding opportunities that's driven by the Offshore Wind Growth Partnership, um, which is technology and innovation for green growth in offshore renewables, TIGOR, um, which is really um, helping northeast companies um, by providing funding. And those companies have to have um, a base in the northeast of England, so it's helping us to make a local um, competitive supply chain. What we want to see in the future is some of those companies coming through to work on Dogger Bank, and hopefully that will happen. Um, we we support that as a delivery partner as well, um, and that's just one of the great um, programs that Claire and her team uh, deliver. Perfect, that's great. Thanks, thanks, Tom. How can suppliers engage with the partnership, Claire, and what funding is available to them? So companies can engage with the growth partnership in a variety of ways. So either I would say you could pick up the phone or email myself, one of my colleagues directly, and I'm happy to um, provide you with with our contact details. We've also got a dedicated OWGP mailbox um, that is looked after so you can um, engage with us directly through that. We have a a website, owgp.org.uk, where you can register your interest um, and a bit of detail about your business. and then be contacted directly when we're launching new support opportunities and new funding. Um, we also have quite an active social media page on LinkedIn and on Twitter. So there's lots of links to our support programmes via um, via LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, and also via the Catapult as well. So this is a Catapult programme, so you can engage with us through any of the Catapult teams um, and through the... Um, the website as well um, and I'll also say that we importantly have very close ties with the UK offshore wind clusters and trade associations so obviously Energy Coast and NOF being one of them so we're always delighted to get referrals um, from cluster representatives to OWGP of relevant companies um, and we also um, promote our opportunities through the clusters uh, as well. That's great. And in terms of available funding and support, so in November we'll be launching an innovation grant funding competition that will be focused on an area of kind of industry 
um, a, a sort of industry challenge or innovation priority. So we're actively engaging with our industry stakeholders just now and uh, the Offshore Wind Innovation Hub and ORE Catapult to find out what the, the theme or scope of that competition will be. But it, as I say, it'll be launched in November. It will have a competition pot of, of £2 million and grants of 25k to 100k will be available for UK offshore wind businesses. Even if you're in the supply chain or not in the supply chain, um, UK, all UK businesses are, are eligible. And Tom mentioned earlier the TIGOR programme. Um, I'll take an opportunity to, to promote that. We are actively at the moment seeking companies in the north of Tyne and the northeast of England to participate in um, the Northeast Business Growth Programme. So that can really help with providing um, business planning, market intelligence, specialist innovation advice, um, sitting down with um, expert consultancies um, to really help help your business. So we're um, actively seeking applications for um, for the Tigger programme for, for companies in, in the northeast of England just now. So um, delighted for any companies to engage with us on that. Great, thanks Claire. Um, and from experience of working with yourselves and your colleagues, you're always absolutely fantastic to work with. So I would certainly say to supply chain companies that these should get in touch with you. In terms of sort of thinking about the UK supply chain, and this might be one uh, for you, Tom, how innovative do you think um, the UK supply chain is um, in terms of the offshore wind sector? I think that the, the, the UK, because we've been established as an uh, offshore wind industry, um, one of the longest compared to some other countries. I think that we're um, quite a bit ahead of some other countries, but there are also some other um, big countries that have got a lot of offshore wind experience as well. And, um, you know, it depends where uh, a company or a large supplier might build their base. You might find that a lot of supply chain and innovation is built around that. So I think that what we need to do is more, and that's around attracting all different levels of the supply chain into the UK um, you know, continuing to promote inward investment and get companies, um, especially larger suppliers, to build here in the UK and then build up our supply chains around them. And that's an opportunity then, um, like Claire said, to keep IP in the UK. And that can be exported all over the world. And there's some great examples of companies in the region who are already exporting all over the world to different offshore wind farms. Totally agree. And as our industry goes um, bigger and sort of goes further out to sea, um, moving into sort of um, the floating space, um, if somebody, if there is a company out there, Tom, that has an innovative idea for Duggerbank Wind Farm, how should they approach um, yourselves with that idea? Well, we have lots of different ways that companies can approach us, but especially our supplier portal, so doggerbank.com. Um, that's where suppliers can go and let us know um, about um, their products and services um, in the future we will be running an innovation event as well so that's a, an opportunity um, for us to work with suppliers we will be um, developing a, a questionnaire to try and narrow down the companies that we think are going to add the most value um, I think we're going to have around 80 suppliers at that event um, so that'll be a good opportunity as well um, but we also promote companies to get in touch with the offshore wind growth partnership because once you can be part of one of those programs, you can have a lot of exposure to wind farms all over the UK and all of the developers and operators that are involved with those as well. Perfect. That's great, Tom. Um, and sort of you, you have kind of um, touched upon it there, but what is the relationship relationship between Offshore Wind Growth Partnership and developments like Doggerbank? Claire, do you want to take that one? 
Yeah, sure. Um, we've got, I would say, a really close relationship with developers and projects via our connection with the Offshore Wind Industry Council. Um, obviously, this is one of our key stakeholders that are funding the programme. Um, and as a sort of subset of this, there's an industry reference group, sort of like a steering committee with, with representatives from the Industry Council that provide direct input and feedback to OWGP on our support programme. So, for example, Tom sits, um, sits on that group. So we have regular communication with all the developers. It's really useful for us to feed that into our programme. Um, for example, I mentioned the Innovation Grant Funding Competition. We'll be directly engaging, you know, with the developers that are building these projects, finding out what are their specific innovation challenges and priorities and how can we translate that um, into uh, a funding competition or a support opportunity for the supply chain to get involved. Um, and using Dogger Bank as an, as an example, you know, we, Tom invited the OWGP to come along to one of the um, Dogger Bank supply chain engagement events. We were able to come and engage with companies um, in, in the region, so that was really valuable for us. We also um, really welcome referrals from our industry stakeholders for companies that the projects might be engaging with but for whatever reason the businesses might need some kind of bespoke f support or, or funding so they can refer companies directly to us um, and, and we can work with them to make them more competitive or get them where they need to be. That's great, Claire. Thank you. And coming up later in the year, we have got Offshore Wind Northeast, and I know both OWGP and Dogger Bank have been um, involved in um, Offshore Wind Northeast um, for many, many years. Um, and hopefully, um, you'll both be involved in that event. So it gives um, the supply chain an excellent opportunity to engage with you. Um, Tom, as a kind of last point, do you want to sort of talk a little bit about what you're doing at Offshore Wind Northeast this year? Uh, yeah, so Offshore Wind Northeast will be um, with our partners on the wind farm, um, SSC Renewables, and we will be giving an update of the project because we're in um, quite a, an exciting stage of uh, starting construction at the moment. And that will be ongoing now um, for, for the next few years until the wind farm's completed. Um, and we'll also hopefully be uh, having something a little bit different. Um, we've got a, a couple of tricks up our sleeve to make our presentation a bit more interesting and uh, might be bringing the audience uh, outside of the location where the um, event is taking place. Oh, that sounds exciting. So hopefully our listeners will have the 9th and 10th of November firmly um, secured in their diary um, for Offshore Wind Northeast, which takes place at the Beacon of Light in Sunderland in northeast England. So um, what I'd like to do now is thank both Tom and Claire for your time and your insights. There really has been some interesting information for supply chain companies looking to be part of Doggerbank Wind Farm and to develop innovative solutions. And um, thanks for your time. Don't forget to subscribe to A Spin on Offshore Wind on all good podcast platforms, or you can find it on energycoast.co.uk. That's E N E R G I coast all one word dot co dot uk and join us next time for a spin on offshore wind